health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. We're at the Utah Cardiac Recovery Symposium with Dr. Gary Gibbons, Director of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, and Dr. Stavros Dracos, a cardiologist and professor in internal medicine at University of Utah Health. Dr. Gibbons, in your keynote address, you talked about the strategic direction of NHLBI, and your talk title is Advancing Discovery Science for Public Health Impact. What does that mean? Well, that uh, relates in part to our our mission. Uh, Our mission is to turn discovery science into the health of the nation. Uh, And to do so, uh, we do that in partnership and collaboration with researchers from all over the country and around the world. Uh, and an element of that is to, to, to have a, a strategic plan or strategic vision uh, that helps organize and prioritize uh, those uh, research investments we're going to make. Uh, and uh, that's a, a process that uh, has been very inclusive, uh, has included over 4,500 uh, uh, individuals uh, around the country and around the world uh, that uh, have given us ideas that most compelling questions and critical challenges we could take on in the next five to ten years uh, that will help us fulfill that mission to turn discovery uh, into the health of the nation. What is your major goals or major goal with this vision? So the strategic vision, we've, we've uh, designed it to uh, really capture four basic goals. Uh, goal one is uh, around uh, understanding how normal human bodily systems function to maintain health and wellness. Uh, It's important to understand um, how this incredible uh, body systems uh, are able to sustain us in wellness. Uh, And uh, that we think is important in understanding uh, any transition uh, to ill health. Uh, and uh, the second goal relates to understanding the, the pathobiology of disease, the, the pathways and mediators uh, and mechanisms by which people develop, uh, for example, heart disease, uh, and, and therefore gain insights into how we might intervene and change the natural history, maybe even preempt uh, chronic diseases. And, and so goal three uh, relates to uh, accelerating the translation of discovery science, say, at the, the bench, the laboratory, uh, and making sure that uh, they have an impact eventually on patient care, patient care even in the real world. Uh, and so that translational research is an po- important part of our portfolio. And finally, uh, the fourth goal relates to um, the biomedical workforce overall, the, the training and enabling uh, and resource mission that we have as stewards to ensure that we're creating a diverse uh, next generation of scientific leaders who will be, drive the breakthroughs of tomorrow. So what are some of the research areas you think could make the biggest impact? Well, a key part of the uh, NHLBI portfolio uh, uh, is uh, um, the fact that we have uh, within it uh, the, the major killers of of men and women in this country, particularly heart disease, uh, and uh, as well as uh, chronic lung disease, uh, which is a major cause of death and morbidity in this country. Uh, asthma uh, is a major cause of uh, morbidity among children. Uh, so it, within our portfolio, we have a number of uh, uh, disorders that affect um, literally millions of Americans, uh, and it has an impact on on their death and, and life course. And so discovery sciences uh, that can improve uh, that health can have a dramatic effect uh, on outcomes uh, for our country. Can you please give us examples of specific translational research programs that are taking new and exciting approaches to bridge uh, this gap between discovery science and public health? I think one of the things that's uh, particularly exciting uh, is uh, an appreciation 
for some of the pathways uh, that uh, are uh, governing uh, the transition between health and disease. Uh, uh, I'm excited to be here uh, at the uh, Utah uh, meeting here. We're talking about cardiac recovery, uh, and it highlights uh, what we are learning about uh, heart failure, very common condition, one of the most common causes of hospitalization, one of the uh, drivers of healthcare expenses. Uh, and the more we can understand about what maintains a normal heart um, and uh, what happens when it declines in function, and more importantly, how we can develop new therapeutic strategies to help it um, remain more resilient to uh, noxious uh, stimuli and injury, uh, as well as recover uh, its function is critically important. Uh, we're excited about uh, some of the uh, uh, presentations that have been made here uh, that um, uh, highlight, for me, one of the paradigmatic examples uh, of a heart recovery that relates to a peripartum cardiomyopathy. Uh, that's a situation clinically that uh, many physicians are familiar with uh, in which uh, uh, otherwise uh, vibrant and healthy woman uh, of, of reproductive age uh, develops heart failure for unclear reasons as a result of pregnancy. Uh, and uh, what's uh, particularly remarkable is if we can get uh, her through uh, the pregnancy, often after uh, giving birth to the child, uh, much of that heart function recovers. Uh, and uh, that's an extraordinary clinical uh, observation, uh, but we often didn't really understand what was going on and why. And uh, recent uh, research that uh, the Institute has funded uh, indicate that um, uh, a number of these uh, individuals um, uh, have uh, variants in their genetic code uh, that predisposes them uh, to developing um, heart failure and cardiomyopathy. Uh, and uh, uh, by recognizing that, that gives us an opportunity uh, to uh, diagnose those individuals uh, much earlier in the course uh, and perhaps do interventions that might change the natural history of the disease. Uh, and so we're very excited about that. Uh, indeed, we're doing um, studies uh, in our top at our precision medicine program uh, where we've uh, now achieved almost 150,000 uh, whole genome sequences of individuals who are uh, carefully characterized in our cohort studies. And we think this is the beginning of being able to identify a lot of the predisposing factors to, to heart disease and, and more importantly, the pathways uh, that promote disease such that we can have a whole new generation of novel therapeutic strategies to preempt chronic disease or perhaps, uh, again, facilitate that recovery. So that's the exciting thing. Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, you know, it's interesting to think about these differences between individuals, but we know that there's differences regionally as well. And so, for example, here in Utah, we, we actually have pretty good heart health compared to other parts of the country. Is uh, NHLBI thinking of ways to address those variations too? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point that you make. And, you know, part of it is, is understanding um, uh, what is it about Utah that uh, keeps you so healthy up here? And I must admit in this day that uh, uh, the, the clean, dry air and, uh, uh, and the mountains to walk uh, and stay healthy, uh, I'm sure are part of that. Uh, but we also recognize there are communities in this country where um, that, that exposure to a healthy lifestyle is, is not there. And uh, we can appreciate uh, uh, with uh, congested areas and air pollution that these are things that uh, have a deleterious effect on, on cardiovascular health. And so understanding these geographic 
variances and disparities uh, can give us insight into what are the drivers that, again, maintain health and wellness uh, relative to those that might predispose to disease. And hopefully some of those things can be modified. Uh, and so we're certainly we're appreciating that uh, um, uh, the adoption of a healthy diet, indeed access to a healthy uh, diet, fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables, for example, uh, can play an important role in your cardiovascular health and prognosis. And so understanding those variations uh, can, can help us appreciate that for a complex disorder like uh, heart disease, it's not only your genetic predisposition, but it's your environmental factors and behavioral uh, habits uh, all working together uh, that uh, can, again, promote wellness and prevent disease. Uh, and some of those things are the, the, the things that uh, are most benef- uh, have, have, have the greatest impact in preventing and preempting disease. Uh, and so uh, things that we need to, to do more effectively. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. When I think of the National Institutes of Health and the, the different institutes within it, I think of them as being uh, drivers of science, research, clinical trials. But are you saying that um, you'll be involved in kind of these more social aspects as well? Yeah, uh, we think it's still within our, our mission uh, that, uh, that that there's a whole spectrum of, of taking a discovery uh, and uh, making sure uh, that it's not only something that's uh, seen in a dish or in a mouse, uh, but also uh, translates uh, to, to humans and communities and appreciating that uh, some of the best interventions uh, may not uh, uh, always be at the, the level of a cell or an individual, uh, but actually may be a community. And so uh, it may be uh, a research question to ask uh, what would be the impact of creating more walkways in certain communities or bringing uh, supermarkets that have fresh fruits and vegetables? Can we change the trajectory of health of individuals in that community just as easily as we might by giving them more uh, pills uh, that that might influence their health? Uh, Both are probably important. So how do you hope, uh, Dr. Gibbons, that NHLBI's vision will change our public health landscape during the next five years and beyond? Well, uh, I'm actually very excited about uh, that landscape. Uh, We think uh, that we have the tools in hand uh, to make a big difference uh, in which um, uh, the, 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 as I mentioned before, we have initiated the TopMed program at Precision Medicine. Uh, where we think we can take some of those unknowns, like the the woman who has peripartum cardiomyopathy, and start to be able to diagnose what's really going on with new uh, diagnostic capabilities that are emerging. Uh, we also think that that may help us target treatment uh, so that we're, we're not taking a guess as to whether someone's going to respond to a therapy or not. Uh, but we have uh, increased the probability uh, that we're giving the right drug to the right person at the right time uh, that could actually prevent or preempt their disease. Uh, and I think we're, we're, we have an armamentarium now uh, that's going to give us that capability better than ever. And we think that's very exciting uh, and in hand. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.